Welcome to Creative Biolab Science Channel. As an experienced expert and reliable partner, Creative Biolabs is proficient in lipid-based drug delivery and functional liposome development. With versatile methods, diverse products, superior quality, and fast turnaround, we are confident to provide optimum solutions tailored to boost your R&D projects. Dear friends in the audience, you are welcome to listen to our program on time every Saturday night. As our sharing guest, Dr. Smith came to our program today as promised. There is a lot of interesting knowledge waiting for us to explore. I believe everyone is looking forward to his arrival. Let's welcome Dr. Smith with warm applause. Would you say hello to our audience, Dr. Smith? Good evening, everyone. Good evening, Beth. It is quite nice to see you again. Thank you for your invitation. I'm very excited to be here. How to effectively deliver antisense oligonucleotides into cells is a major challenge in the field of antisense nucleic acids. In recent years, a variety of oligonucleotide delivery methods have emerged. In the first two episodes, we discussed and overviewed the progress of liposomes for the delivery of antisense oligonucleotides. For in vivo applications, particulate drug carriers appear to be the best choice of which liposomes appear to be the most promising. They are widely used delivery systems ranging from traditional encapsulation of oligonucleotides into anionic, neutral, and pH-sensitive liposomes, to their complexation with cationic liposomes. Ribozymes belong to the class of RNA molecules with enzymatic activity. Today, we discuss the topic liposomes appear to be the most promising delivery vehicle for ribozyme delivery. How about we learn the meaning of ribozyme first? By definition, ribozymes refer to small RNA molecules with catalytic functions, which are biological catalysts and can degrade specific messenger RNA sequences. It is well known that during RNA transcription, intron sequences are spliced out and the joined exons are translated. In the early 1980s, it was discovered that RNAs have not only the cis activity of self-splicing but also the trans activity of cleaving other RNAs in a sequence-specific manner. Scientists refer to these catalytically active RNA molecules as ribozymes. This is the first time that the activity of an enzyme is not limited to proteins. This has profound implications not only for our understanding of cellular function but also for models of the origin of life. In addition, ribozymes, which can also be referred to as molecular scissors, may be effective reagents for catalyzing viral or oncogene messenger RNA splicing. So, it could be a very useful treatment. They are also used in plant protection against viruses. In addition, they enable RNA genetic engineering. Compared with general coding RNA, what is special about the structure of ribozymes? Ribozymes are typically 200 to 1000 BP in length, recognize specific RNA sequences, and cleave them after specific binding. The binding arm is approximately 7 nucleotides long. Enzymes have a relatively stable spatial structure and are not easily attacked by RNAs. More importantly, after cleaving messenger RNA, the ribozyme can be freed from the hybrid strand to recombine and cleave other messenger RNA molecules. By the way, regarding the conformation of molecules, several different motifs and shapes are recognized. The most widely known are the so-called hairpin and hammerhead structures. The shape is determined by the pairing of some base pairs and short single-stranded sequences in between. 
Based on the structural and functional characteristics of ribozymes, how are they used in human therapy and diagnosis? Is the sequence specificity of ribozymes similar to that of antisense oligonucleotides? Because ribozymes can be designed to bind to specific locations on any target DNA, cutting them. Therefore, they can be used for human therapy and diagnosis. Sequence specificity may provide a high degree of specificity and reduce toxic side effects. As with antisense oligonucleotides, there is an optimal target length for ribozymes, in this case about 15 nucleotides. Shorter matching sequences may be too nonspecific. And longer matching sequences may have a too high binding affinity, slowing down enzyme kinetics. Now I understand the ribozymes can specifically cleave substrate RNA molecules by catalyzing the cleavage of phosphodiester bonds in the RNA chain at the target site, thereby blocking the expression of target genes. What is the mechanism by which ribozymes cleave RNA? What are the problems with its effective application? The specific functions of ribozymes mainly include nucleotide transfer, phosphodiesterase, similar phosphotransferase, acid phosphatase, and RNA restriction endonucleases. Ribozymes cleave RNA by transesterification or hydrolysis between 3-foot-end and 5-end binding sequences. Similar to antisense oligonucleotides, in addition to chemical synthesis, there are two issues associated with their effective application. They are chemical instability in the biological environment and efficient delivery to target cells, respectively. What effective strategies have been used to improve the stability of ribozymes? The same approach as applied to oligonucleotides was used to improve the biological stability of their backbones. Also, the stability is approximately 1,000 times higher than that of unmodified ribozymes. At the same time, the enzymatic activity of these compounds, measured by cleaving 50% of the substrate under standard conditions, also increased several fold. Another possibility to increase their stability to chemical degradation is through DNA sequences flanking active stretches. However, after all these modifications, the ribozyme must still be delivered into the appropriate cells to be therapeutically active. There is free diffusion in test tubes and compartments in biological systems, and many barriers limit free diffusion. As far as I know, there is not much data in the literature so far except for a few in vitro proof-of-concept studies in various cell cultures. Can methods similar to DNA and antisense oligonucleotide delivery methods be used for intracellular delivery of ribozymes? Those schemes are feasible, such as liposome delivery of ribozymes. These include conventional liposome entrapment, pH-sensitive liposome entrapment, fusion liposome, and virion entrapment, cationic liposome entrapment, and any combination of the above. If ribozymes are encapsulated in liposomes, complexed with cationic liposomes, or bound to antibodies, they must escape from the endosome after endocytosis before being degraded by nucleases. As far as I know, such an experiment has not been published. What research is there worth mentioning about the delivery options you just mentioned? At a later stage, targeting ligands may be attached to these complex particles. pH-sensitive fusogenic liposomes, virosomes, and drug-containing cationic liposomes can promote the release of endosomes and enhance therapeutic activity. The problem with virions is the immunogenicity of the viral proteins required for fusion. Attempts are being made to use shorter polypeptides as fusion agents. A purely lipid-based fusion system would be absolutely advantageous. 
Liposomes with intrinsic instability, such as triggered lamellomycel phase transitions, are under investigation. Another instability can be membrane asymmetry stabilized by dissipative transmembrane pH gradients. Additionally, in the case of polyethylene glycols, if polymer condensation occurs, the polymer coating may become cohesive. I read that in addition to delivering synthetic ribozymes, cells can also be transfected with the DNA code for a specific ribozyme. How have applications based on this conclusion developed? Currently, mainly retroviral vectors are used. Clearly, various lipid-based systems can be tried, and expression in the cytoplasm with the help of co-delivered RNA polymerase may improve efficiency. Therapeutic applications include HIV and several other viruses and inhibition of oncogene function. For example, the GAG transcript of HIV, a proto-oncogene of human bladder cancer cells that makes cells resistant to anti-tumor drugs, can be targeted by positive strand plant viruses. What's more, multi-drug resistance is a major obstacle to cancer chemotherapy, and the use of ribozyme liposome complexes overcomes this obstacle. Therapeutic experiments with ribozymes are only now beginning. As is the case with antisense oligonucleotides, the main problem appears to be their efficient delivery into the appropriate cells. Is it right? That's right. I haven't seen any system so far that is more effective than various types of liposomes. Traditional liposomes can deliver their cargo to the liver, spleen, bone marrow, and perhaps hepatocyte macrophages. Cationic lipase ribozyme complexes can be used for delivery to vascular endothelial cells and possibly the liver, lung, and spleen. Sterically stable liposomes can be used to deliver ribozymes to sites of infection, inflammation, and certain tumors. If these systems are endocytic, pH-sensitive membrane compositions can be used. In addition to topical and topical administration, it is also theoretically possible to use surface-linked ligands for targeted therapy. I think the field has to move in these directions in order to achieve therapeutic viability. In general, delivering proteins in liposome applications is a bigger problem than researchers admit. What is the reason? These molecules are so large that they can interact with the bilayer and are generally difficult to encapsulate in a stable form. Because they usually carry many negative charges, it is also logical to try cationic liposomes to deliver them. Cationic liposomes can also be used for the delivery of certain proteins. What aspects of the research are there on the efficient delivery of proteins by cationic liposomes? There are some examples. Efficient introduction of purified recombinant glucocorticoid receptor fragments into mammalian cells using liposomes. The absence of drugs and liposomes also resulted in high protein delivery efficiency. Several antigens also enter cells through cationic liposome complexation. The herpes simplex virus glycoprotein B antigen was packaged with DOTEP. Over the course of these episodes, we've seen that cationic liposomes can be used for a variety of other applications, and the specter of their applications may expand. Furthermore, for the delivery of oligonucleotides and ribozymes, efforts must now focus on their intracellular delivery. Liposomes appear to be the most promising delivery vehicles. That is all. So much for our content today. Thanks to Dr. Smith for his wonderful science popularization. Thank you for listening. There will be more interesting knowledge waiting for us in the next program. See you next time.
Thank you. I hope we will see you next time.